Squad. This is Katie Weaver. I'm here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Good. Good, good. Very good. Um, I don't know. Just working. <laughs> doing my thing. Just, just got Apple TV, so I'm like a whole new uh, universe of stuff. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm jealous because of the one show that everybody's been watching on Apple TV that just ended. Ted Lasso? Yes. Yeah, it is um, excellente. Mm -hmm. Highly recommend it. It is really fun. This is what I hear. Well, very good. Well, all is well here, too. It's uh, We are having quite the monsoon season this year. We're <coughs> getting daily rain. And... Neat. Some of it is like insane. Scott hasn't umpired in three days because the fields are just washed out every day. It, we've just had so much rain and it's unseasonably cool. I am loving it. I have to I help uh, with a local uh, a fast pitch tournament this weekend. So I was looking at the temperatures to see if I was going to die or not. No. The high the first day is 65. The second day is 72. Hells yes. <laughs> Perfect. I know. We haven't been up in the 80s for a couple of weeks, which is great. I love it. I know. I'm all about it. Hopefully, uh, July is not going to just come and punch us in the face, but it probably will. There was so much standing water yesterday when I was out delivering, and I went by this llama ranch, and there were some darling little baby llamas out there. Oh. I wanted to run out and pet them all and kiss them on the lips, but mm -hmm. I knew I'd probably get beat up, so I didn't. They were so cute, though. They're so fuzzy. Like, you can just see that they'd be really fun to pet. But oh, I think I love them. kick my ass, so. Well, <laughs> and they do put llamas with, uh, you know, other herds of stuff to be the, like, the, the protector, so. Yeah, they can be a little. They can be wieners, I think, so. Yeah, yeah. that is what I've heard. Well, we had llamas, briefly. And we had, remember Buttercup? So oh, I do. <laughs> So we had this llama named Buttercup who would come from a petting zoo. So Buttercup was very used to being fed all the time, obviously. And apparently that's how they had ever been able to do anything with Buttercup was with another snack. Well, <laughs> I don't know what they were feeding Buttercup in her last home, but in mine, the only thing she would eat is graham crackers as a treat. <laughs> and if you didn't bring her graham crackers she would spit in your face mm -hmm. and i'm telling you what that's the worst thing that's ever happened to you <laughs> that's like having stomach bile blown in your eyes Ugh. With, with bits of hay in it it's the grossest Gross. thing you've ever imagined and our pasture our backyard we have a big fenced backyard and then it opens up into our pasture but to get to the barn where the hay is is in the very back corner so you had to go all the way through the pasture to the other side to get to the hay to feed her and everyone else out there, the chickens and the turkeys and the 
donkey. And yes, I know. And <laughs> <laughs> she did have all of that at one point. And buttercup. Some really stinky goats. Ugh. Oh, the goats. Oh, God. That was no. Uh, but so it was a real problem because if we were out of graham crackers, plus I'd have to keep, I'd have to do this. I'd take a sheet of graham crackers. I'd break them in several pieces. I'd have to sneak some into my pocket and get out there, feed her some graham crackers, and then hustle to the barn and get the hay out and be ready to feed her some more or she'd still spit in my face. And I'm telling you what, by God, that's a bad experience. She had such a sweet, docile name, but it wasn't oh true gosh. at all. And she was this <laughs> chocolatey brown color, kind of a lighter brown body and a darker brown face. My God, she was darling. And when she, she was, was being nice, she was wonderful. You could pet her and love on her. and She'd rub her head and face all over your face and be so <laughs> lovey and sweet. But you couldn't trust it. Because that bitch would blow you in the face, too. I mean, oh, my Oof. God. Awful. Yeah. Yikes. And I, there were days, because, you know, life happens, that I didn't have any graham crackers. Right. Do you think she'd take a piece of bread or a handful of Cheerios or any other thing? No, ma'am. She would not. No. Yeah, no. It was graham crackers only. But I had kids who would eat the graham crackers <laughs> so you'd go to go feed out in the pasture and you, the graham crackers were gone. Anyway, enough of all of that, except for that uh, if anyone ever offers you a buttercup or a llama named buttercup for a real good deal, just don't say no. Yeah. They offer you any boy goats also say no. Mm, yeah. Mm -mm. <laughs> no. No, do not take goats. Just don't take goats at all. Mm. Goats are cute. And just so naughty. <laughs> so naughty. We just couldn't keep the goats in. We could not keep them in. And they were constantly getting out. The neighbor's dogs kept breaking down our fence and letting the goats out. It was bad. So we rehomed them to some friends who had a better setup for them. But my God, they stunk. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We learned pretty quick that we wanted to be hobby farmers. But, uh, mm, no. <laughs> I just want an alpaca. Just one. Oh no, we said she backyard. lived at a ranch with alpacas. Yeah. Aww. She they also went through it. Yeah, alpacas can be jerks too. Yeah. Oh sure. yeah. I'm sure they can be, but God, they're cute. So sweet. <sighs> yeah. But anyway, there's all kinds of things going on in the crimeverse. Right? And oh Amy said we almost bought ten acres and we were going to have goats and donkeys. Listen, I love donkeys. I love donkeys like nobody's business. I see these little mini donkeys. And I yeah. just wonder how if they would fit on the couch with the pigs or how this would work. They need the whole <laughs> couch. I don't know. Oh, my God. But we did have a, don a donkey for a while. Um, and he was super cool. But he did not like uh, the kids <laughs> at all. And actually, he liked, so he'd let Micah, Micah was like seven. So he'd let Micah get on his back and like he was going to trot around the pasture with him. And then he'd run hard and fast and then just urch to a halt and Micah would tumble over his head. And um, <laughs> he'd try it again and it would happen again. And yeah, I was convinced that he was doing it on purpose. He loved it. But uh, he also went to a new home 
with the goats because we realized that we really weren't hobby farmers at all. What about a pretty peacock? See, I would have peacocks all day long, but I live against the highway and they would just not be safe. I would have peacocks. I had uh, guineas for years and I loved my guineas. Oh, I would have so guineas. Cute. I'd have guineas again. I The only reason I uh, stopped having guineas is the neighbor's dogs. They're mm. there for a while. We had some neighbor dogs that were super bad that just kept mm -hmm. raising hell. They killed a lot of our chickens. They killed all of our guineas eventually. But they don't live here anymore. And so, mm. and believe you me, the police didn't give a damn about it. But anyway, but yes, I do peacocks in a heartbeat. Love them. Mm -hmm. So, yes, Lindsay, you are reading my mind. There is a Lori Daybell hearing in the morning. 9.30 in the morning at the Fremont County Courthouse, and we will be there. We've so, had a reprieve from court now. Mm -hmm. My butt's got to be ready for those damn pews again. Oh, mm -hmm. Yep, we're back for, to, for Relief Society. <laughs> and the Goblin and all of the other players that will probably be there too. Yikes. Uh, oh. But we're going. Yeah, so we'll live tweet it and live Facebook it per normal. And then mm -hmm. we'll do a live later in the day tomorrow to tell you all about it. This is a discussion about the defense's motion to uh, for a new trial. It's going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. um, I can't wait to hear all of the arguments. Yeah. This could get pretty heated because mm -hmm. they're literally asking the judge to... Um, Overrule himself. His own <laughs> on yeah. The full 403B prior bad acts stuff, mm -hmm. which is pretty ballsy to ask the judge to override himself. Yeah. Just don't think it's going to happen. Just some more of that 404B. Does mm -hmm. Lori have visitors? She could. Mm -hmm. Though at that jail, uh, I think the only in person visitors they can still have are clergy or attorneys otherwise it's all over the uh the video calls the tablets system. yeah the video tablet things and the mm -hmm. uh tell me uh, yeah tell mate yeah so that's that's all so Lord, debbie uh potentially she's having visitors that way i don't know that she's got any clergy that's coming to see her but but she apparently her mother has been they have had some contact over uh tell mate mm. before before the trial. So she may still be having some of that, but that would be all she's having. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yes. 930 Mountain Time. Yep. Thank you, Christy. Yep. We so, shall yep. be there. Watch for that. The other uh, note in Daybell Vallow is that Tammy's mother passed. So I wanted to yeah. share the statement from the Tammy Douglas Daybell Foundation. It is with heavy hearts that we share the news of the passing of Phyllis Douglas, the beloved matriarch of our family and honorary board member of the Tammy Douglas Daybell Foundation. She entered her 30-year battle against leukemia, surrounded by her loving husband and children, peacefully departing from this world Thursday evening. Phyllis was an extraordinary woman who dedicated her life to caring for everyone around her. She was a pillar of selfless love, showed strength in fighting against all odds, and had a sharp sense of humor. She walked through life with a green thumb, an open heart, and a wide smile. And if you've ever seen pictures of Phyllis, she looks like Tammy. They have the mm -hmm. same smile. Yep. 
In honor of Phyllis, her husband Ron has requested, in lieu of flowers, donations be made to the Tammy Douglas Daybell Foundation. Your generous contributions will help us to continue our mission of getting books into the hands of children, fostering a lifelong love of reading, and honoring the legacy of their dearly missed daughter, Tammy. During this difficult time, we ask that you respect the privacy of the Douglas family as they grieve the loss of their mother. Your thoughts, prayers, and support are always truly welcomed. Phyllis, you'll forever be in our hearts. We love you. Rest in peace. And the ducks. They've got yeah. all these sweet ducks. It's not just Tammy and her ducks now. Now it's Tammy and mom, which I thought mm -hmm. was really sweet. Her ducks, yeah, that's really sweet. Yeah. Judge Boyce, you should have let him have a camera. You should have you let sure him watch have. from their living room. Phyllis was, was dying. You should have let them. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But at least, yep, you're right, Amy. At least she got to witness a little justice before she left. Yep. Yeah. So that's what's oh, up. The other thing in, in, in Vallow, though, mm -hmm. is that they've determined who can give oh, uh, yeah. victim impact statements at the... Um, yeah, this is kind of gross. Um, at at her um, sentencing, so it will be Kay, Summer, and Tammy's sister. What's her name? Oh, uh, Tammy's sister. I can't remember her name. Anyway, those are the only three people. Tammy's sister. Lori's sister. Summer. No, I said Summer. So oh, Summer. Okay. Yeah, it's Kay, Summer, and that's right. I can't believe I can't think of her name right now. But anyway. It's those three. Those are the only three victim impact statements that the judge is allowing. Yeah. Uh, is, quite a few more people applied. Yes. Brandon Boudreaux did. You know who didn't, though, are any of Tammy's kids? Nope. Tammy, it's so nope. strange to me. They didn't attend any of the trial. They aren't giving victim impact statements. Like, they have been completely invisible in Lori's trial. And I'm assuming that has something to do with their dad's defense, but it's gross. It's it's, it's gross. sad. What a dishonor to their mom. You know, I mean, we have, we've tried really hard to be middle of the road, you know, and show them compassion. And I'm still there, but really yeah. it's sad to me, really sad that Tammy was murdered and there has been really no, no representation from them. Yeah. From them. Yeah. It's yeah. just gross, man. To think that all of this has happened and that they're one of their mother's murders has now been convicted and they didn't participate at all. And they haven't asked to give a victim uh impact statement at the yeah. At the sentencing. It's so at and actually, so I just looked it up because I had read this once before and forgot. I'm having spasms in my soft or my uh, bronchioles, so I apologize. Oh, shoot. I'm real coffee and shaky. Mm -hmm. uh, Colby Ryan, Summer Shiflet, and Kay Woodcock are the only people permitted. To oh, that's right. That's right. It's not Tammy's sister. It's not Tammy's sister. It's Summer. I knew so it was Colby, only three people, but Summer and Kay. So, so Brandon Boudreaux, Vicki Hoban, who I believe is Tammy's sister or aunt, Larry Woodcock, and Rex Connor are all denied. Yeah. 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 Hoban is Tammy's aunt. And Connor is Lori's uncle. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why couldn't all of those people? Why can't JJ's grandpa? Right. 
make a victim's impact statement. It, yeah, I, I, yet again. In many trials, there's a large number of people that give victim impact statements. To limit this to three people? What the hell is Judge Boyce playing at, you know? Well, this is my, these are my thoughts on it. Because I was so mad when I first read this. And I was trying to talk myself through it. Here's what I think. Because again, these are those three who were deemed immediate family who could be in the courtroom regardless of who was giving testimony. That's right. This is about Chad's trial. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is about Chad's trial. None of the rest of them are going to be able to testify because of Chad's trial, because of whoever's going to be on the witness list there. It's what it's about, but I still hate it. Yeah, I do too. I, I don't think it's fair that these other people that have been impacted by these losses are not able to speak. Yeah. Yeah. It's not right. But yeah, her Lori's or, or Tammy's children would have been able to speak. Yeah. They would have uh, had they wanted to because they are immediate family. So that is sad. I think very disappointing. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, with all of that ish, let me tell you a little bit about what went on in Irene Gakwa this week. Yes. So as you know, Irene Gakwa is the Kenyan woman that is missing out of uh, Wyoming. And Irene is her name. And she was engaged to a man named Nathan Heitman. And when Irene went missing two years ago, her bank account was drained. Her uh, email accounts were canceled and social media Basically, uh, Nathan just tried to wipe her off the map uh, digitally as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Because we all know he did physically, too. It's just Mm -hmm. not, they're not there yet, but come on. Yes. If she were to just leave him, why would she, why would he close all those accounts and stuff, you know? Right. So he has still never been charged, you're right, in her, uh, in her death, but he was charged in all of that other stuff, in the financial crimes. And he pled guilty a while ago to those. Well, he was finally sentenced today. So he was sentenced uh, three to six years in prison and was remanded. So he's headed straight to prison. And hopefully in the meantime, they're able to come up with, uh, you know, some murder charges for old Nathan. Because where is Irene? Yeah. Her her poor family is mostly in Kenya. She has a couple of brothers in the Boise area or did when this happened and nobody knows where Irene is. She is just vanished. And I'm glad that they've at least got this and they've got him in custody, but where's the real justice here? Yeah. This is Nathan. And as always, total trash, but as always huge, huge props to the women the people in that town who have tried so hard to keep awareness up, they have harassed the holy hell out of Nathan. <laughs> They've yes, done they an have. excellent job. They are still organizing and having searches for Irene. This is in Gillette, Wyoming. <clears throat> so good good on them. Big props. Keep it up. Hopefully there'll be justice for Irene someday. But at least for now, we know exactly where Nathan's going to be. No, that's good. Hopefully that will give them some time to figure out what the hell's going on. Yeah. Now there's been a few things roll out in Coburger. What you got? Boy, you know, they are 
they are fighting the fight. Man, they are filing constantly. Constantly. So this is interesting. They have filed for a motion to stay proceedings. Mm-hmm. So we know that on May 16th uh, of this year, the grand jury indicted him on four on four first degree murder charges plus the grand theft. And since then, there's been a lot of going back and forth on his team trying to get uh, the record of the proceedings of the grand jury. Mm-hmm. If you remember with Chad, when he had his uh, his. Um, well, or, well, or really, Lori too. When when Chad has preliminary hearing, and then when there was the um, the grand jury, the defense wanted all of it, right? Mm-hmm. And it took a really long time because it's a huge amount of information and testimony yeah. to put together. Yeah. Um. So they filed a motion to make available the record of all proceedings of the grand jury, and a motion requesting release of grand jury materials under qualified protective order. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the state filed their response, um, and then a proposed order on May 30th. So they haven't totally reached an agreement on this yet because it's still in process. Like the transcripts aren't ready. None of it's going to be ready for a little while. Mm-hmm. So, um, the state filed in early June the state's supplemental response to defendants' motions regarding grand jury record and transcript, and that's there's a hearing coming up for that on the 26th. Because again, they're just I, I think what's happening is they just aren't getting it as fast as they want it, and so they're just uh-huh. pushing and pushing and pushing. Yeah. So what they're saying is that Koberger stood silent at his initial arraignment to preserve his right to contest the indictment itself. Uh, he did also assert his right to a speedy trial. So jury trial is scheduled to begin October 2nd. So they're saying, you know, time is really important. Um, but they're going to contest the indictment from the grand jury itself. Mm. Looks to me like they want to contest the way that the grand jury was chosen. What? Yeah, but they don't actually know how the grand jury was chosen because they haven't seen the trans, you know, they haven't seen the record yet. So they're seeking a stay of proceedings because within seven days after the moving party discovers or by the exercise of diligence could have discovered the grounds, therefore, and and in any event before the trial jury is sworn to try the case, a party may move to stay the proceedings and in a criminal case to quash the indictment or for other appropriate relief on the ground of substantial failure to comply with this chapter in selecting the grand or trial jury. So they want to um, contest the way that the trial, the the grand jury was chosen, therefore contest the indictment. Sure. So he seeks to stay the proceedings as appropriate relief while the matter of the grand jury record is argued and prepared. So, you know, they're saying they only have until October 1st, and they're all, they've got to be working on the, um, they've got to be working on the uh, plans to contest the indictment. They can't even start on the trial yet. You know, blah, blah, blah. We've all heard this defense attorney speak about there's never enough time for anything. So sure. there's a trial, there's a, there's a, um, a, a hearing coming up on uh, June 26th. We're probably going to hear more about this then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's some interesting stuff. So they're trying yeah, to stay is. the whole case 
until they get that information. Interesting. And I don't know for how many days that grand jury met or how many witnesses, like when they met for a week in the, at least a week in Day Belvalo Mm -hmm. and they had like 50 witnesses or something like it was a huge amount of information Mm -hmm. to compile into transcripts for the attorneys to get. And so I'm sure it just isn't done yet because it hasn't, it's only been a month. Mm -hmm. So that's what's going on. But can we all just agree, you might not agree with everything going on in the U.S. right now, but can we just agree that people do not understand grand juries? Yeah, definitely. Wow. Wow. I've seen a lot of ignorant things said about grand juries here recently, or Mm -hmm. or the complete lack of understanding what a grand jury is or what they do, uh, you know, in in, uh, regards to Trump recently, and then, of course, Mm -hmm. lots of other cases, but... The uh, two things have become ultimately clear. Defense attorneys hate grand juries. Well, they do because they're completely out of, they are outside of their control. See, they're all, pre- they were prepping for the preliminary hearing that was supposed yeah. to be at the end of this month yeah. and then got blindsided by this indictment because, of course, they don't know that this is happening, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and so they're pissed. I'm sure yeah. Cover is pissed, you know, because he's a, yeah. he's, he loves to be in control of things. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, so we heard it we'll Dave Valo. We heard frequently about, especially from like Mark Means, you know, well, mm-hmm. the grand jury. Well, we don't know. You know, there was a lot right. of, prior to, yeah. Well, and basically accusing the uh, prosecution of being super unfair by doing a grand jury, you know, they certainly have that at their disposal. State law, you know, or federal law, depending. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I have an update on Wagner trial. Don't you worry. Yeah. Yeah, right, Colleen. Exactly. People do not understand the purpose of a grand jury or who they are or what they do at all. Right. I, I lightly am educating, but um, it's not worth it in many circles. Well, and there's more than one kind <laughs> of grand jury. And I think that's the other one. There's the indicting type and then there's the investig- investigation uh-huh. type, too. So, yeah, I, I agree that, that it's confusing. But I it think Kohlberger's but- camp is pissed that this happened. But in our... Study, even it's... like in high school of our justice system do you remember being taught about grand juries because I, no. I don't I didn't know. really understand grand juries until I really dove into true crime mm-hmm. even then I, I can't tell you that I'm an expert of course I'm not but uh, I think it's interesting that grand mm-hmm. juries are so uh, mysterious mm-hmm. well they are because it's a secret proceeding Right. No one gets to even know it met unless they come down with an indictment. And there are secret ones that are held that are investigated, like are investigatory, Mm -hmm. that no one ever knows they were held at all. Yeah. And so certainly defense attorneys do not agree with that. But it it is what's allowed by the law. For sure. For sure. Well, let's talk a little bit about Corey Richens. Oh, my gosh. Right. You guys remember this fool? This is the girl, the woman who uh, poisoned her husband with fentanyl and murdered him, Eric Richens, in Utah. And then, of course, uh, released a book all about how she and her children processed their grief to help others. So nice of you, Corey. Yes. Well, then Corey, of course, was uh, arrested (laughs) because, uh, and in the indictment, man, they have a lot of evidence against Corey. But she's really lawyered up high and is trying really hard. And 
she had court this week because they were uh, for the for a bail hearing, and it was denied. So here's what the judge said. The judge said that uh, Corey poses a substantial danger to herself, family, and members of the community. The circumstances of this case weigh soundly against granting pretrial release of any kind, Third District Judge Richard Mrazik said Monday. Yeah, no bail. Basically, because poisoning is such a, well, this is what the prosecutor said. Poisoning is a disturbingly calculated murder method and money and ever-present murder motive. Yeah. So she's not going unawares. Well, yeah. and the way that she turned the whole death of her husband into this big social media event with her book and, and made mm-hmm. profited off from it in such a disgusting way. An arrogant man. Holy cow. Oh I cannot you imagine. Murder your husband? Like grow up as her kids. Yeah. So Eric's sister, Amy Richens, uh, was able to share a victim impact statement as a part of the bail hearing, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah. She said, Eric is gone and I am brokenhearted. He was my best friend and protector. I can never talk to him, never hug him, and never be more a part of his life. She also said that uh, Corey has kept their kids away from Eric's family. And has told the kids that their father's family does not love them or want them. She said, Mm. I never knew evil like this existed. But here's the thing there, Corey. You're going to go to prison. I am absolutely certain. The evidence against Mm -hmm. her is a lot. And Eric's family will raise your children. Because you're sure not going to. Yeah. Yeah. Very sad. Really interesting, though, that they see her as such a risk to the community still. Yeah. But I, I can see why. Well, she sat in court in between her two defense attorneys, dabbing at her eyes with a tissue and shaking her head at things that were being said. And Corey, Thanks. shut the fuck up. Yeah. Nobody cares. Nobody. Mm-mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His family suspected from the beginning. He had already told mm-hmm. everybody if anything happened to him, it was her. He already yeah. knew that she'd tried to poison him once before. And right after he died, she attacked his sister and beat the crap out of her. It took four people to drag her off of his sister. Yeah. Yeah. The, the family knew. From the, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's the other thing. They knew. They had accused her. They had not stopped talking about the fact that they believed that she had murdered Eric. And that bitch still published that book and was going on TV talking about the book and their grief and right? their children. And boy, she was fearless. She really yeah. thought she did something. Psychopath, man. Yeah. Unbelievable. For sure. All righty. Well, speaking of unbelievable, give us the Wagner update. Okay. So pretty interesting what's happening um, it looks as though, you know, originally there was talk that there was going to be a trial for Billy Wagner III. This is the dad, he and his wife, and then his two sons, right? Mm-hmm. It, it was thinking there was going to be a trial in October of this year. Well, that's not going to happen. Um, he had to get a new judge. Oh, The new judge is Judge Robert Allen Corbin. The other judge retired. Oh, The judge that uh, just... 
that just um, presided over uh, George the Fourth's trial. I would um, retire too after that. Like, oh my God, that was oh such God. a brutal trial. It's and you know that. Yeah. You know that Angela and Jake have both taken plea deals, and so there will only be two trials. Yeah. In this case, so he, um. So things are a bit up in the air right now because with the new judge, it's going to take more time because the judge is not up to speed on the case. But the other thing that's happening right now is that he is trying to get a change of venue. Uh He does not want to be tried in Pike County, Uh which I I understand, although Pike County should get to try him because he killed people in Pike County, nine of them. Um, There's also some arguments over some audio files that yeah. were made of him during the investigation, uh, some wiretap conversations and some arguments about whether or not that's going to be allowed in. There's also a um, an interview that he gave to law enforcement right after the murders happened. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a while. He's facing 22 charges. Mm-hmm. And it's they're thinking it's going to be sometime in 2024, but they don't even have really a good idea of uh when exactly even in 2024 yet because uh-huh. that getting a new judge really put a wrench in things yeah because he's got to be able to get up to it yeah, yeah this is the dad yeah this is george the third so he's uh-huh. the daddy he goes by billy yeah which helps um they are such a twisted family i mean oh. they've done an unbelievably sick thing that they did together with other the rest of them pleading and being convicted the fact that this asshole still thinks that he needs to have his day in court is really freaking rich unbelievable just plead you jackass everybody else is in prison for this now Mm -hmm. you're going there too george the third was convicted on all counts last year yeah yeah let's let's put everybody through this again Mm-hmm. And you know the the trauma to the victim's family and the the expense and everything because you're just gonna, he's going to be convicted. Mm-hmm. It's not like there's a question that he somehow. I know it is a little hard to keep this case, particularly where there's two Georges. It screws me up every time. But I have mm-hmm. to remember that Billy is the dad. Dad goes by Billy, and if I can remember that, that helps. Mm-hmm. But yeah, to think that he has the gall to go to trial on this is just, it's such bullshit. Mm-hmm. But it looks like that's the direction it's going because they're looking for a change of venue right now. So, yeah. Wow. Interesting. Well, okay. We'll keep an eye on it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of keeping an eye on things. Summer Wells. Summer Wells. This is Summer Wells. Uh, sorry, that's a bad picture. It kind of slays me that the uh, missing and uh, exploited children website puts out an updated picture of her and all the websites have them protected so that you can't download them. So that's really uh, yeah, that's really selfish. Picture everywhere. Thanks for that. So we ended up with a pretty uh, pixelated one. But of course, on the left is Summer uh around the age that she disappeared. And then on the right is an age progression. Summer disappeared two years ago tomorrow. (coughs) Summer, of course, disappeared from her home in Tennessee. Uh, 
Her family believes she might have been abducted and taken down the hill behind their home. They live extremely rural. Uh, now, a lot of people have blamed her parents, particularly dad. Dad has spent some time in prison during this time due to uh, drinking and other kids have been in the care of CPS. Like, it's really destroyed their family in every way. Oh, the parents has. both passed a polygraph test and the authorities really don't think that they had anything to do with it. Uh, but it's been a horrible, horrible situation for all of their family. Uh, especially because uh, we have reported on this before, but her mother, Summer's mother's sister, vanished 12 years before she did. Yeah. And she has also never never been found. Yeah. It's such a weird coincidence, you know, like, I'm not saying that they're related because they're probably not, but I mean, how, how often does that happen in a family for it to happen two times in a family? It's weird. Yeah. It's really hard to know. Yeah. Really sad. So at any rate, we are still thinking about summer. We still uh, pull her up every so often and look to see if there's any updates. And obviously uh, the investigators in Tennessee are still thinking about summer too. They said they still run down every lead they get, but that they just truly don't really have anything. of any. She just vanished into thin air. Yeah. I mean, it's just. Yeah. They have searched so many searches for that kid. Yeah, it's, it's not for lack of trying. They have tried and tried and no. tried. The FBI has tried. Everyone has been involved in Summer Wells' mm-hmm. disappearance, and they've got nothing. So, But we wanted to remember Summer since tomorrow is the uh, anniversary of her going missing. So, Christy, why don't you talk to us about Brenner? Yeah, just a little update, James Brenner. So James Brenner is the man who is... Uh, tried in the Dylan Rounds uh, missing persons assumed murder case. Dylan uh, lived in southern Utah, Lucan, Lucan, Utah, and he's from our area. He's actually from uh, Yukon, Idaho. So they've filed, his um, defense attorney has filed to get a co-counsel appointed in his case. Yeah. Uh, It was noted, though, that the state has said that they will not seek a death penalty um, Mm -hmm. option in this case. So it will be a first degree felony aggravated murder, Mm -hmm. um, but death, the death penalty will not be a sentencing option. So that was something that's been a question that's been kicked around for a little while about whether they were going to go for the death penalty in this case or not. And they are not. Yeah. I just wish he would give up where his body is so that his poor parents can have some mm-hmm. closure his family yep. it's just really i just really feel for them yep yeah for sure for sure but now we know no death penalty mm-hmm. so i mean which honestly means faster trial a lot faster yeah. trial yeah um right well there's no deal this was just yeah. the they that they opted not to be where they have no body i think that the, they may have determined that it's not worth going for the death penalty, that they may not get it in this yeah. case. I wish there would be a deal that would include his body, though. Sure mm-hmm. do. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Mo. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Stephen Smith. Yes. So Stephen Smith, if you don't remember, Stephen Smith is the young man that went missing near Moselle. 
the uh, hunting property and, and the place that they mostly lived, the Murdoch family in South Carolina, and the Alex Murdoch, in case you don't know who I'm talking about. And Stephen died in 2017, I believe, yes. and his death was uh, only very loosely investigated and then just uh, kind of called a we don't know, a hit and run, mm -hmm. uh, and a we don't know. Mm -hmm. And people uh, in that area, in the police reports, uh, Buster Murdoch's name came up several times. And so in the light of the fact that Buster's dad murdered his mom and brother, in light of the fact that Buster's brother, at the time of his murder, was getting ready to uh, have to defend himself for being in a drunk boating accident where someone died, people mm -hmm. went, mm -mm, we want to know more. Well, his mother, this absolutely lovely lady named Sandy Smith, who has had the help of some podcasters, Mandy Matney, and uh, got an attorney, Eric Bland, from out there. Like, they've had some, she's had some really, really good help. She started has. a GoFundMe right after Murdoch's conviction and was with the sole intent of being able to earn enough money there because Sandy doesn't. She's not wealthy. She didn't have the money to do this on her own. And she's talked till she's blue in the face, but hasn't really been able to get anybody to take her very seriously, except for the right. podcasters who are all screaming to high heaven that something stinks here. Yeah. Well, she was able to get enough money to have him exhumed, have a third party uh, help autopsy. Me. Autopsy. I hate to tell you what was in my head. The thought was amputation. I'm like, that is wrong. That is definitely wrong. <laughs> that is definitely wrong. Yes. <laughs> totally wrong. Uh, gross. Shut up. Anyway, <laughs> uh, autopsy. And so her attorney, uh, Eric Bland, is saying that uh, they are hearing through the pipeline that there is a grand jury convening. So they're hoping that by Labor Day there are some charges filed. Uh, spoiler alert. It sounds like it's not going to be against Buster. Yeah. Well, there was a lot of rumors around that, but there was never any evidence that it was yeah. Buster. It's just that he was adjacent to it. And yeah, but I don't care who it is as long. Oh. I'm just curious as to how her attorney knows that because yep. grand juries are supposed to be secret. No one is supposed to know. That they've I know. There. Interesting. Yep. And they convene one. No one's supposed to know about it at all. But I mean, I hope that's true. And I hope that they've got a great case against somebody because. Well, it is the sled chief, the South Carolina law enforcement division chief has been mm -hmm. keeping the family updated. And oh, this update from it's, it's from them that they okay. have some individuals in mind who they think have some knowledge and responsibility and that they are issuing subpoenas and warrants and are trying to get it in front of a grand jury. So, yeah. So they do have some persons of interest. Yeah, Colleen, that's so great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems like they have two, Colleen. Yep. Yep. So amazing. Hopefully we will actually see some justice for Stephen and for his sweet, sweet mom. His mom absolutely broke my heart when she said, because she had made like, the, the GoFundMe made like 90 grand. Maybe yeah, it made a lot of money. It, it was at my last look. It was like $88,000. So she said that, uh, She'd used the money that she needed to for his investigation and whatnot. But then she wanted to start a fund to help students that couldn't pay for their books because mm -hmm. Stephen was a nursing student 
and really struggled to buy his books. And if you have been a college student or have any in your lives, you know that books, mm-hmm. particularly medical books, are horrifically expensive. And sometimes there's just not enough money at the end of the day, grants, loans, jobs, IT, you know, all of it. And so she, knowing how much Stephen struggled to pay for his books, wants to pay for books for other students who need help, which I thought was the kindest and sweetest thing. Yeah. So she's I would imagine she still gets to fulfill that, uh, that dream, but um, good on you, Sandy. Yeah. Good on mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about Delphi. Let's do. So uh, Richard Allen's camp who ha- they have filed a motion in the mine regarding ballistics. They want to throw out that ballistic evidence. They said that... uh, There's lots of questions about that. mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. The attorneys say that uh, they're pushing for a ruling that deems the examination of firearms and ammunition connected to the case as inadmissible. There is some very shaky evidence around the firearms. There is. There's that bullet that was never fired. Mm-hmm. that they found that's not been you know i i don't know this i've wondered all along if they were going to get that thrown out because it's mm-hmm. real shaky and if they get that thrown out i'll be honest and i know some of you are going to be super mad at me for saying this i don't know that i think richard allen's the guy maybe he is maybe i'm wrong but if we only went by the evidence that was in the affidavit weak it's super weak. And without that bullet, it's like non-existent. Yeah. Yeah. He was in the area that day. He says he was in the area that day. His car was in the area that day because he was in the area that day, along with a lot of other people. I just, and and I'm not saying it was, or it wasn't him for sure. I don't know. I'm just, I've been iffy about this arrest from the beginning. I thought the affidavit was wildly uh, weak. The ballistics, we've been saying that from the beginning, seemed really weak. And we'll see. We'll see. I Just hope. They charged, they arrested him too soon. Yeah. They should have had maybe more. that's it. And there's so much pressure on this case. Mm-hmm. And they've had nothing for so long, mm-hmm. you know. And, and so I get kind of where it came from. But yeah. why arrest if, you've, if that's all you've got? Mm-hmm. I know it just no, nothing about this has felt super good. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I really, really hope for uh, the girls' family's sake that they really know what they're doing and what they've got. Because if yeah. he gets exonerated or not exonerated, but uh, you know, if they can't even take this to trial because they don't have enough evidence and, and they probably do have more cranky, you're probably right about that. They probably do have more that they haven't uh released and yet you got to make enough of a case to be able to uh, have a case you know right well it makes me wonder though if they get the this ballistics evidence thrown out will they have to come forward with something else that they've got in order to be able to keep this from being dismissed Mm -hmm. maybe big concern i think yeah maybe and there's always been a huge question about what is his connection to the other guy or is there one 
Right. And because that's don't. always been very dicey too. And maybe there is one that we don't know about yet. All I'm going to say is I just feel like this case has been pretty shaky from the get go. And I really wonder what's going to happen here. Mm-hmm. But at any rate, I'm not surprised at all that they're asking for that. Even if they do leave it in, it, that's not going to be hard evidence for them to have uh, expert witnesses come in and poke the hell out of. It's just not. Yeah. yeah. It's Klein. Cool. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, Libby's phone video might be the thing. You're right, Heather. Mm-hmm. It might be the thing. but Because we, the public has never seen the whole thing. We've only seen no. that tiny little clip. And maybe, yeah. you know, maybe Richard Allen is on it. And let's, maybe. God, let's hope so, you know. Yeah. Because this is, that would be a humongous blow. I'd be kind of surprised if it gets thrown out. However, again, I think expert witnesses will make mincemeat out of that. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. More. Yeah. Colleen thinks they have DNA. You're hoping that's what they hold back. And maybe so. DNA is a lot of times something they don't hold back when they do uh, an arrest affidavit, though. That's the thing. That arrest affidavit had so little on it that, yeah, just lots more. Well, in fairness to them, I mean, to find a a jury for this case, I mean, they thought it was going to be hard to find a fair jury for Lori Vallow. That was a piece of cake compared to what it's going to be like to find a fair jury for this one. Yeah. So, it could be that they just put as little as humanly possible in the rest affidavit. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm wrong. Please, please let me be wrong. Mm-hmm. I would love to be wrong on this one. And I hope I am. For but, sure. But it's definitely worrying me. It's worried me since they arrested him. But there we go. So, yeah, hopefully the video will solve their murder. You're right, Heather. Hopefully it will. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Did we cover? Let me check my notes. Oh, Mark Bent. Mark Bent. Thank God for a a commenter. (laughs) Somebody commented on the uh, video about Mark Bent who said that he was new Mark uh, way back in the day in Seattle. And it reminded me, what's going on with Mark Bent? Because it's been a hot minute. Now, Mm -hmm. who is Mark Bent, you might wonder, because uh, it's been a hot minute. And this is a local case that you might not have heard about really anywhere else. So Mark Bent is the guy who got arrested uh, in Idaho Falls, here where we live, uh, last fall when he posted on Facebook that he had just murdered somebody. You guys remember this case? Oh, yeah, I sure do. And the guy that he murdered is a kid named Nick Bird, who is just one year older than my son, who was, he was a friend of my son. Nick Bird's been in my home before. And I watched Nick wrestle for years. They were on the same wrestling squad. And apparently they had had some, Nick had a car club and this guy had kind of become involved with their car club and then got kicked out of the car club for whatever Mm -hmm. reason. And he was pissed off about it and decided that uh, the best thing he could do apparently is to murder Nick bird. So he, yeah, he shot Nick in the street a few times and then just drove away. And then a couple hours later from the best buy parking lot and called the police and said, right after he posted a full confession on Facebook, uh, 
called the police and said, I'm your guy. And the police went to the Best Buy parking lot and they arrested him. And we haven't heard much about it since. So when no. I mentioned Mark, I thought, huh, I've kind of let that one fall through the cracks. So we went and did a little bit of homework and learned a couple of things. No, this happened in Idaho Falls, Idaho. This happened in my town. Yeah. Yeah. So we learned a few interesting things. Uh, the first of which is that, uh, well, they have a status conference coming up and then pre-trial and the jury trial is starting uh, on October 2nd. So that's all Why? coming. Oh, that's, I'm like, that's the judicial officer's name. Okay. I'm like, what? His name is Mark Bent, not Michael White. Gotcha. gotcha. No, but this is the one that really was of interest to me. Yes. Guys, his attorney is John Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I wonder if we should go to this trial. I know. It really makes me wonder if we should. They're, they have it slated to last eight days. So it's not going to be crazy long. We just might have to attend that one. I know. Yeah. I'm curious. I'm very curious where he, you know, confessed on Facebook, called and confessed to the 911 operator. Like, I really didn't expect that this was going to go to trial. So I'm curious now. Right. Because then he pled not guilty. What's his defense? Because those were, all of those confessions were instigated by him. Like the police right. weren't even involved at that point. No. So no. now what's, you know, what's he saying? Mm -hmm. Pretty interesting. I will say that the guy who uh, posted on our, who commented on our story about him said that uh, his mental health has been a serious question for as long as he's known him which has been about 20 well, I years. would imagine so, considering considering what he did. So, Well, his litmus test on whether or not he was going to kill Nick Bird was whether or not he got fired from his job, which had absolutely nothing to do with Nick Bird. And he did get fired from his job, and it sounds like that was for really explosive, volatile, erratic behavior. Mm -hmm. And that was his sign that it was time to kill Nick Bird. Mm, he's, this dude's yeah. not well. Oh, he's from Seattle, Ferry. He's from Seattle. And the guy that uh, commented on our story said that he had taken over Mark Bent's uh, spot playing bass in a band that uh, Mark had been in and had been uh, asked to leave. So he knew like some things Mark, about him. Uh, yeah, had burned a lot of bridges over the years. Actually, I spent quite a lot of time stalking his Facebook page and uh, Nick Bird's facebook group the, the car club group and saw yeah. a lot of really interesting and concerning things from him so mm -hmm. over the years yeah so anyway yeah so that's going to be coming up in the fall and i think yeah maybe we should attend that one that's I'm pretty interesting yeah so i think is that it i think we did it i think we did did we say that adam montgomery was convicted we talked about it last week, but I think the conviction came down after. Oh, maybe it did. Maybe but he it was. Did. Yes. He was found yep. guilty on, on all those weapons charges. Yeah. Yep. Still, and so now, you know, awaiting, you know, trial on Harmony. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's coming. I'm not sure when the trial for Harmony is. I think it's I'm still not sure a, little if it's bit, been, a little ways out. I'm not sure that there's a date yet. But. Yeah. But that's definitely coming. That's another grand jury indictment. Yeah, it is. Yep. That's coming. Uh, I would, well, there's a couple 
coming up that we haven't uh, really covered. The Taylor, uh, oh, hell. Do you know what I'm talking about? You guys, this the is going to be a trial. The kid from Rigby that killed the two people in Rexburg? Is no, Taylor oh. Shaw business. Oh, Shaw business. Oh, my God. Yes. Holy oh, shit. You guys. We haven't covered it. I don't know if we will because I don't want to get kicked off YouTube. It is that bad. Yes. Well, it's basically like birthday. put Letitia Stauk and and uh, Daryl Brooks together, and you got what's her name? Shaw business. Uh huh. Holy crap! If to just give you a tiny taste of how terrible this is and is going to be, Taylor is trying to get the sexual assault charge dropped. Because it happened after the death of the, the body of the victim. Yeah. And also because yeah. the implement used was no longer connected to a body. Yeah. It is really, really so something. Cut off is you know what. Mm-hmm. Then you you used it. Mm-hmm. It's so gross. She so they're saying that was a sexual assault. They were dead. I mean, can you imagine that that's your defense? <laughs> it's unfathomable. But, but Taylor's behavior in court is unbelievable. It is. Yeah. It's, yeah. I think she's trying to put some of the rest of them to shame. Right? I can't even right. imagine yeah. what it's going to take. She must have watched the the Brooks trial and the Stout trial and went, I'm going to do one better. Oh, Whew. my God. I can't even imagine what it's going to take to be able to get through that trial with her behavior. It's, it is something. So we'll probably cover parts of it. I don't think we're ever going to tell the whole story just because um, I'll just tell you guys, go do it yourselves. <laughs> it's really, really graphic, but it's we, really I, mean, graphic. I think we should cover. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Kaylin, Letitia plus Daryl Brooks plus a rabbit hyena with rabies. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. And there is Taylor's business. Yep. No oh, man. Joke. Yeah. Pretty bad. Yeah, you, the desecration of a body does carry a pretty stiff penalty, I believe. Uh, perhaps that, and maybe that's a part of their. <laughs> oh, Paula, of that's terrible, though. You can take that. No two stiff ways. penalty. <laughs> oh, Paula. <laughs> got it. I got it. Yep. Got oh, it. No. It's really bad. The tail. Oh my god. Anyway, so I've been keeping an eye on it. We just haven't covered it because, well. I didn't want to, but so bad. Yep. It's, it's, she's, this is meth. This was meth mm -hmm. with her. So, uh, blah. really bad. Well, we're going to go to court in the morning. We will, yes, we obviously we are going to text it and Facebook or tweet it and Facebook it per normal and be back tomorrow afternoon to talk about it. I think we'll do, oh, Paula did not do that on purpose. <laughs> Well, Paula. here I am with my mind in the gutter. Look at you. <laughs> well, either way, Paolo, we love you very much. Uh, <laughs> should we just say we'll do our live at four? Of course, yeah, at nine thirty. We should be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So let's plan on four p.m. Mountain tomorrow. We'll be back to tell you what happened at court. Interested to see a few things. Is Lori going to be all gussied up now that I she's know, actually dying to see. convicted? Uh, are we going to be back in the braids or have the tampon curls? Are we going to decide that uh, the curls actually are just from the braids? We're, we've been trying to settle I, this for a while. I want to know. We will try. We will be much closer to her 
then we've went, you know, because we were not in the room during her trial. Mm -hmm. So in these hearings, we are in the, we are literally, she walks past us to get to her defense table and sits within Mm -hmm. feet of us. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we will most certainly um, have more intel. Mm -hmm. And I'm determined to just put a post-it note over the back of my phone to make it very clear that no one is taking any pictures or filming anything because the judge has gotten more and more wigged out about that. East Idaho News tried to get a camera in the courtroom for this hearing, and he said no. He's not allowing it. Now, it will be live-streamed. The sentencing on July 31st will be live-streamed. We are hoping to go. We're planning on going. That is not a very big big courtroom, and we're going to try. However, we're still going to live-stream it, so we'll do both. Um, Scott's going to stay home and do the stream for us, though I don't know if you'll ever see his smiling face on camera. I very much doubt it. But <laughs> but he is definitely going to uh, he'll stream it for us so you guys can watch it. We will also be there and come back later to talk about it. So that's what's going to happen on the 31st of July. Mm. But until then, this is what we've got going on. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Pack your bra with sage. Probably should. I read a meme yesterday that said, I saged my house and woke up outside. (laughs) Oh. What do they say? Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. (laughs) (laughs) Too funny. funny. Or we saw a t-shirt recently that said, uh, when I think about you, I sage myself. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love that one. We could wear that to court, really. But yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Christy, uh, Kaylin is requesting that you give Lori an extra dirty look for her. Okay. okay I will. Mm-hmm. Oh. This one's for Kaylin. <laughs> the whole time. Sometimes she looks right at us. I'm sure she wonders oh, yeah. who we are because we've been in all of the local hearings mm-hmm. for a long time. <laughs> yeah. She'll look you right in the eye and you're like, oh, oh, no, I don't. Where do I look? Not here. Yeah. I just, I don't know why. Pinnacle. I don't want What am I doing? It's uncomfortable to look her in the face. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. John Thomas, he always gives you, he looks you right in the face and gives you a big grin. And it kills me every time. And I have to smile back and be polite because I don't have a beef with John Thomas. But um, John Thomas, when he grins like that, looks just like a Muppet. Yeah, he does. He does. Absolutely. And it cracks Muppet me up. smile all the way. All right, here's the real question. Will John Pryor be there? I bet he's on, I bet he's on, on the Zoom call. On Skype. Or on Zoom, he may be. Yep, because I doubt quite a bit of this. I would doubt it too, but you never know. Now he's the one to watch out for, boy. Ooh, he is constantly Mm. trying to catch your eye and give you a big smile, and you're like, "But it's a creepy, weird kind of like I'm trying to be friendly, but I don't actually know how." Kind of smile. It's Mm -hmm. weird. It's kind of like a, is this a smile? Am I doing it? Am I smiling now? Uh huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, we're going to be John Thomas groupies now. Apparently, we're just going to be going to all of his trials. Oh, yes, but I think the Mark Van <laughs> trial will be very interesting. I'm going to be I think we should to. go. Yeah. Well, and it's in October. Our schedule's free now that uh, you know, Chad's not going to go to trial till next year. So right, that's true. What have we got to do? Unless that has anything to do with any kind of timing for uh, Nicholas Alaverdian, because then, sorry, Mark, you're out. <laughs> I mean, if if by chance we get to go to Utah and see Nick Aliverdian in court, we probably will. It was not John Thomas that said Chad had stupid books. <laughs> that was no, Archibald. that was Archibald. <laughs> yeah. Well, what have you made a point last week, Fran? I think it was you that said, uh, "Is Lori even speaking to her attorneys?" 
<laughs> That's a good question. Because she wasn't when she was convicted. She marched um, out of the room without a second look at them. She was mm-hmm. pissed. So yeah. How she wasn't seeing that coming, I really genuinely don't know. No, I don't either. She really didn't, though. No. She really didn't. She acted like she didn't. Which is astonishing. But mm-hmm. anyway, I think we'll uh, we'll end it there. So thanks, you guys, so much for being here. Uh, we'll be back next week. All of our same stuff. Oh, man, we've got some bonkers cases rolling out. We've got a local one I cannot wait to tell you about. Oh, holy crap. Don't we, though? Mm-hmm. And a bunch of stuff, actually. But uh, mm-hmm. And a Patreon. Oh, I've got a, a Patreon. Mm-hmm. If you guys aren't a patron, you can be a patron by heading over to Patreon and just searching for True Crime Squad. And it's super cheap, but you can join and be a patron and be a part of that uh, little insider squad and you get two extra episodes a month. And oh man, I've got a good Patreon for you guys this month. Whew, Ooh, I, can't I can't wait. wait. I'm so excited. To, hmm, I'm going to have to think yeah. about what I'm going to do. You betcha. All righty. Well, guys, take care. Have a good night. Everyone go do something good for yourselves. Have a cookie. Have a glass of wine. You know you deserve it. Mm-hmm. This has been yet another production of the True Crime Squad. Bye, everybody.